Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, January 24th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Google faces another challenge in Europe, and Sony is trying to shoulder its way into the electric vehicle market. Plus, one of Unilever's most high-profile investors ridiculed the consumer goods company for trying to appear socially responsible. He said that any company that feels it has to define the purpose of Hellman's mayonnaise uh, has lost the plot. That's the FT's Harriet Agnew. She's got the latest chapter in this corporate drama. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Today, Germany's biggest publishers and advertisers are filing a complaint with the EU about Google's plan to remove third-party cookies from its Chrome browser. This move would block publishers and others from analyzing user preferences while they browse. It would be a huge blow to how the industry makes money. Industry associations representing large players like Axel Springer say that Google's move would break EU law. Google has said that other platforms and browsers have already stopped supporting third-party cookies. Google says it's the only one to do this openly and in consultation with stakeholders. This latest challenge to Google comes as new rules on big tech are about to roll out in the EU, and officials are already worried that Google may be abusing its dominant position. The drama at Unilever continues to unfold. This weekend, the FT learned that hedge fund Tryan Partners has built up a stake in the consumer goods company. Unilever owns hundreds of global brands, including Dove Soap and Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. Tryan is led by the fearsome activist investor Nelson Peltz. He's known for buying a huge stake in Unilever's rival, Procter & Gamble, and pushing changes at that company. His stake in Unilever comes at a critical moment. The company's in crisis. Investors are divided over the company's direction. They're furious after finding out about a failed acquisition attempt, and one influential investor publicly mocked the company's ESG branding. His name is Terry Smith. He's one of the 13th biggest uh, shareholders in Unilever, and he's a very outspoken fund manager. Basically used his annual investor letter to hone in on the company. That's our asset management correspondent, Harriet Agnew. She's been following the drama. His main point was that Unilever had lost the plot, he said, by focusing on sustainability. He criticized management because he said that they prized um, burnishing its sustainable credentials at the expense of running the business. Okay, so Terry Smith clearly taken a jab at Unilever's efforts to portray itself as a socially responsible company. Uh, Harriet, what does Terry Smith think Unilever's plot should be? So someone like Terry Smith thinks that, that Unilever should focus on, on trying to improve profitability at the, um, at the existing business rather than going um, after massive deals. And I think that's something that other investors agree with. Um, there are also those who think that maybe Unilever is too wedded to being a, a massive corporate giant. They think that it should sell its food business, perhaps, and other, other businesses that are, that are sort of ex-growth and just perhaps temper its ambitions and um, shake up the portfolio a bit. Okay, so is Unilever at fault here, or does Terry Smith just have his own personal interests in mind? Um, look, Unilever has underperformed its um, its peers, so I think there are big questions around its um, financial performance. I think all of this is going to add to pressure on the chief executive, Alan Job. And really for the company, I think it marks the biggest crisis since it um, fought off a hostile approach um, by Kraft Heinz five years ago. So Harriet, how has Unilever CEO Alan Jope responded to all this? And by all this, I'm not just talking about 
Terry Smith's comments. I'm also talking about uh, Unilever's failed bid to buy the consumer health unit of GlaxoSmithKline. He's responded by saying he wants to do some deals in um, consumer health. So even if they they don't get this um, GSK division, which looks like that, that deal is dead anyway. Um, he said that they want to grow in, in health, in beauty and in hygiene. Um, he's promised this new organizational structure and a sort of major new strategic initiative, which will be announced in the coming weeks. So I think a lot is riding upon that and whether investors will continue to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, this could change uh, now that Nelson Peltz and Tryon partners are on the scene. But Harriet, before I let you go, can we please go back to mayonnaise for a second? And uh, Terry Smith's attack on Jope referring to Hellman's mayonnaise as having a purpose. Does, you know, Smith have a point there? I think it taps into a wider debate around ESG and about whether running a business in a sustainable way does indeed drive superior financial performance. I think not all investors agree that Unilever is underperforming because it's focusing on ESG too much. You know, lots of people will say that their problems relate to being in um, low growth categories in mature markets. I think what I enjoyed seeing and what resonated with a lot of readers as well was just someone sort of calling out the whole ESG movement and kind of calling calling its bluff. Um, Because ESG, I mean, one, it covers a sort of multitude of areas and and environment versus social versus governance are three very different things. Of course, it's a force for good, but there's also a lot of bull in this area. And it's a great marketing tool for both companies and for investors um, raising funds. And so I think that really resonated with people that that Terry was sort of calling that out. Harriet Agnew is the FT's asset management correspondent. Thanks, Harriet. Thank you. Sony is jumping on the electric vehicle bandwagon. Earlier this month, the company rolled out a prototype electric SUV, and it announced the launch of a new company to explore entry into the EV market. But the FT's Asia business editor, Leo Lewis, says Sony doesn't necessarily want to make cars. Sony's real interest here is in becoming the kind of component backbone to the EV car market. And what I think Sony is doing here, and what a lot of the analysts we've spoken to is think is going on here, is that Sony has realized that the best way of demonstrating the validity of its products, which are electronics, entertainment type electronics, software platforms, and so on, uh, that will work in a car, which is, of course, a very different environment for electronics than your pocket or your bag or anything. You know, these are electronics in cars are of, of a very different kind of breed really than just straightforward consumer electronics they have to withstand temperatures and they have to be proven to very high safety standards and so on and so on sony needs to prove that it can make those things for the ev market and the best way of doing that in sony's judgment is to produce a car and demonstrate very clearly that their components are you know top of the range and work brilliantly uh, in an ev And Sony could have a little fun mixing soundtracks from its movies into car electronics for an entertaining driver experience. If you are missing the sound, I suppose, of a of a throaty combustion engine when you put your foot down, uh, I think the idea is that they they will tie a similar noise. I said, well, well, what kind of thing? They said, well, you know, if you wanted sounds from particular movies that you loved and you wanted Spider-Man, you know, his web uh, being cast every time you press the accelerator 
or you wanted Thor's hammer coming down every time you press the brake. Presumably that's something that you might uh, you might be able to install. So Sony as a company is obviously looking to pack as much, I think, sort of entertaining and innovative ideas into their car in the hope that car manufacturers will look at this as, as the future and decide, yeah, look, Sony is a legitimate player in this tens of billions of dollars global auto market, which is a company we want to partner with. Leo Lewis is the FT's Asia business editor. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT news briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.